Hello, I'm your host Ben and you're listening to Your Career Kit, brought to you by Employment for Students, a podcast where we share the best career tips and advice as well as bringing you industry professionals to share their inspiring stories to help kickstart and further your career. For more information as well as student jobs, head to e4s.co.uk. Today we are joined by a business student studying at Bournemouth University who is currently out on their placement year. Like many students in 2020, he has to endure the pain and frustration of searching for a placement during a worldwide pandemic. During lockdown, he also started up his own project in the form of the Beatables podcast, which has been influential in helping to land a placement this year. We go on to discuss not only how he landed the placement, but how he's also finding life as a placement student and looking back on previous years about disappointment of poor grades originally put him off track to go to university, but how through sheer determination, effort and motivation, he put himself back on track and is now well on his way to earning his degree. I'd like to introduce you all to Curtis Betteridge. Hello, Curtis. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Well, first of all, uh, it must be quite weird for you being a, a guest on a podcast. You're normally the one asking the questions, aren't you? Yeah, it's a little bit strange, but I'm sure it won't take me too long to get used to it. No, I'll be absolutely fine. So um, let's go straight to the point of this podcast. So we're going to be discussing placements and stuff. How have you been finding your placement? You've been there for several weeks now, haven't you? Yeah, I've just, I've just actually, as we record this, I've just had my sort of first month catch up meeting appraisal, however you want to put it. Um, I found I've done quite well. They seem to think so as well, which is quite reassuring. But um, it's going really well. I'm getting a sort of really good experience of how a small business works within all the different, un- uh, all the different, how you say, sort of parts of it. Mm-hmm. And especially during such a tricky time, it's quite interesting. Absolutely. I mean, the world is just in a completely different state. You know, we think about 12 months ago, we were planning for, well, you would have been planning for your placement year. You sort of, it yeah. didn't quite, I mean, for everyone, the whole year has just been turned upside down. But so you study business studies at Bournemouth University. And then this is actually part of your, your placement year that you have to do, isn't it? Your, it's a compulsory year. Uh, yeah, so my year is four years within the university, uh, two years at uni, then a year in, it's a sandwich course, I think they call it, mm-hmm. a year in placement. And then my final year, I go back, do my dissertation, and then do a few more exams as well. I guess a lot of universities do that, I guess. And then sort of my university, UWE, they do a bit differently. I think a placement year is optional. So it's quite interesting yeah. to see that different universities have different preferences. Yeah, of course. And it's quite interesting because we've had similar routes to university because we we didn't have the greatest time in sixth form. You know, we still still got grades, um, but you know, in terms of moving forward, they didn't quite go to plan. How was that like for you? Because you are sort of a testament to resilience and the fact that you could have so easily just been like, no, this, you know, I've had enough. I'm just going to do something else. But you, you know, you stuck to that path that you were dedicated to go to. Well, yeah. Thank, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for the lovely compliment. But um, it was it was tricky. Um, I sort of did my first year of, of A-levels. It didn't go as as fantastic as I hoped. Um, I had a meeting with the head of sixth form who said, you can stay, but you'll only be completing two out of the three I'd already had. I had it reduced down from four to three anyway to stay within the school we were at. Um, and then I had that conversation and made the decision, do you know what, I, I want to get to university and the pathway isn't here at the school that I'm currently at, so I need to make a change. I went to study business studies at college did very well there and then got an unconditional from Bournemouth Uni and that's where I ended up. Because I guess that's a huge step you know you're only sort of 17, 18 at the time isn't it and to be thinking 
you need to make these decisions sort of now, isn't it? You can't really faff about and think, oh, you know, I'll give it a week to see what it's like. You have to make decisions now. What was that actually like in the moment? Because I know what it was like when, you know, you didn't get the grades on results day and you do sort of think, oh, this, you know, it's just the end. But then you have a few weeks until you start sixth form again. And it's like, this has just got worse than it was two weeks ago at results day. Yeah, it was quite a strange one, actually, because I can remember results day itself and I was I hadn't opened it. I was planning to we, we obviously we all went in. I was planning to go home and open it with my parents. However, as I was walking, my, I think uh, Ben, one of our mates, had just dropped his uh, results in his car and we were walking back in sort of through the crowds. And my psychology teacher came up to me and said, oh, I'm so sorry, you won't be with me next year. And I was like, I haven't even opened my results yet. <laughs> so I kind of had a sort of bad feeling of going away from school then got home and I was devastated to be honest with you I really wanted to do well I felt like I'd put a lot of preparation into the exams um and then the decision to try and carry on sort of came from me not wanting to sort of push myself but then I came to the realization that I kind of had to if I wanted to get to where I needed to be I had to make a change I guess about Mount Sinai a little bit silly but you've had to take that big step going so far out of your comfort zone all those years ago we're talking well it must have been three years ago three four years ago wouldn't it have been yeah um you know you, you took that massive step has that helped you sort of moving forwards to think you know I've done I've done this in the past where I've gone so far out of my comfort zone I never thought I'd do this so I'm just going to do it and it's you know it's, it's come off well isn't it yeah, 100%. I think without the the trans, transition from going from John of Gaunt to, to college, that helped me in a sense sort of be a bit more confident, even even just with myself, uh, meeting new people, <laughs> that transition of going from knowing everyone to knowing no one, making friends there, and then that then transitioning to university, I feel like that made it a little bit more of an easy transition from college to uni. Whereas for some people who have maybe stayed with their group for the best part of 10 years maybe would have found it a bit more difficult mm -hmm, definitely I think that's one of the things is when you're so comfortable with something it does feel a bit alien when you put yourself in a completely different situation but you know sometimes you've got to do it in life so if we we sort of rewind 12 months to you know you've just headed into your second year what was your original plan in terms of finding a placement so originally I really wanted to do something within the sports marketing environment I've got a huge passion for sports and marketing and, and the creative side of things there mm -hmm. I remember when it was October November time and they first told us right you should probably start looking at different placement opportunities I went to a lot of clubs very optimistically went to a lot of Premier League clubs uh, emailed them just at their info address or within their recruitment divisions and said I'm a student uh, looking to get an experience for marketing within the sports environment is there anything going and I, I had a few replies I had one from Bournemouth I had one from Liverpool as well I remember uh, fortunately one of our friends has um, someone that they know and they had a family connection within Chelsea Football Club mm -hmm. um, and I got a personal line to someone quite high up in marketing there that unfortunately didn't work out yeah. however without those hurdles I wouldn't have got to where I am now yeah and exactly I think everything sort of helps along the way which is fantastic because we'll come back to that point you mentioned how you just you know you just shot off an email randomly We'll come back yeah. to that point a bit later because that's, you know, that's how, in a way, you found your placement now. But it's so important just to go for it sometimes in life, isn't it? You've just got to bite the bullet and put yourself out there. Yeah, definitely. And then in terms of, you know, actually finding a placement during a pandemic. So if we go for when we sort of say it probably kicked in in terms of when it started affecting universities, it's probably like February, March time, wasn't it? What was yeah. that like? Was that sort of a step sort of, you think, this has only got like 10 times harder, you know, something that's really super competitive has just got 
you know, even more challenging. Yeah, it was really tricky because I knew that my year was away from university. Um, I remember I emailed in to the placement advisors. I was like, sorry, I, I'm really struggling to find something now. And I think that was around May, June time. I remember I sent that email and I said that I'm really sort of the options have closed. You know, a lot of businesses weren't operating in the same manner that they were beforehand. And they came back to me and said, just keep trying, just keep trying. And that was sort of, to me, I thought, right, well, in that case, let's just keep going. Let's mm -hmm. find that opportunity. And fortunately, I was able to find one. Because I guess universities have these career services, but it's, I always feel like it's one of those things where you don't realise their potential to actually go to them and reach out for help. Is that something you definitely agree with? I agree with that, definitely, because obviously they are there and it's very important for anyone that's that's listening and struggling for careers for you know any help in any sort of form there are always places that will be able to help you just have to look for it I, I guess that's the thing isn't it there's so many people out there but I think you need to find that help yourself because especially at university there's so many different schemes you know whether it's a scholarship a bursary and, and all these programs you know as long as you you put the effort in to find them the the rewards you'll reap from them are absolutely huge yeah and in terms of looking back on your time sort of searching for placements is there anything that you'd think oh you know other students can take this into practice or I wish I did this I think I wish I something I definitely wish I did was broaden my expectations broaden my horizons in terms of what I was looking for as I mentioned earlier I'm very I was very much focused on finding that sports marketing placement with, and disregarding the options that were right in my face, but because I wasn't looking at them, they it was almost like they weren't directly in front of me. And that's something I, I definitely recommend is even if you are looking for a sort of like a streamlined approach into you know your future career, mm. always look at the other options because there's always going to be something that will suit you, even if you're not looking for it. Absolutely. So if we, you know, you've gone through a year, you haven't quite got a placement. You know, the the, the world has made it almost impossible for many students to find a placement but you managed to get one didn't you, you managed to secure one at the tail end of the summer what was that yeah, like you just it was a random application wasn't it it wasn't actually looking for a placement student and you just went to them didn't you yeah funnily enough it, it came through you know i think another very important tool is is linkedin um i was sort of looking around on there and i saw this sort of this opportunity came up and i sent my cv across to them and it was almost like a match made in heaven. The team are fantastic. Um, I remember I had an interview a couple of days after and yeah, I got the phone call after the interview in the sort of evening of the same day. And they said, we'd love to offer you the position. And very, very fortunately, everything sort of seemed to marry up. Everything was fine. And I started the Tuesday after that weekend. So that was, yeah, it was a quick start, quick <laughs> they turnaround. Got hotsy, didn't they? Wow. Yeah. So that's doing marketing, isn't it, if I'm correct? Yeah, so I'm I'm doing marketing and sales, uh, mm -hmm. sort of both helping out within both departments, um, as long as well as sort of helping throughout anyone that really needs a bit of assistance, as yeah. well as the occasional teas and coffees. So <laughs> it's it's a good experience. Classic, yeah. You <laughs> can't be done the teas and coffees. How's uh, how's your tea and coffee making skills? I feel like my tea 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 making skills have always been quite good. I'm now honing my coffee making skills to be a little bit better. <laughs> Is that something that you'd is that a bit of a device you give to potential interns and placement students? Oh yeah, you need to know how to make a good cup of tea and a good cup of coffee. I guess it's a conversation starter, isn't it? Because I remember um back when I was at Tesco, I know it's a little bit different, you know, in, in terms of in within retail. A coffee and a tea goes a long way in terms of having a little chat and yeah. killing a little bit of time, isn't it? Especially when you want to de-stress from your work, literally offering someone all you want to 
women take your cup and sort of take take yourself away from that workplace it's it can never be I think it's often underestimated how important stuff like that is isn't it because you need that time to be able to just take a step away even if it's for five minutes from work yeah of course and especially like now where I know a lot of businesses are looking to get back to normal whatever normal can be now but yeah where people were working remotely they weren't getting that sort of space away from maybe the computer where they could go and and socialize with their team which i find is such a core value within a good functioning hard-working team definitely yeah so we're going to touch on experience later you know that that's quite important in terms of how you manage to land your placement but yeah. over the summer you started a little side hustle didn't you the um the people podcast <laughs> yes <I> did, yes <laughs> is it can we call it a side hustle i don't know or we can a project <laughs> a, little, a little project um so yes yeah, so you started this little project over the summer and it's sort of flourishing into something quite quite great isn't it you know you would you look back on it and say you know if i looked in you've, you've gone up is it 13 episodes 12 13 episodes now so yeah we just went live last wednesday with our 13th episode and we've had a little bonus episode some trailers and things like that along the way we've had some incredible guests that i'm very fortunate again that i've met through linkedin um that were happy to come on and talk about their experiences within their work as well within the sports Mm -hmm. environment um i've done that alongside one of our friends tom and he's been fantastic i've got to put that one out there um without him wouldn't have been possible but without the the help of the whole group i feel like it's something that's so important to have a good circle of of friends that are willing to help you with it with a project and yeah it has gone very well so far and we're fast approaching a thousand sort of starts Uh, the follower count on social platforms is really good and we're just working to make it as good as it can be I guess it comes back to the topic that we keep on mentioning but it's just so important and that is networking isn't it You, you know in terms of surround yourself with like-minded people people who want to achieve well you know hit their targets and it just shows how important it is to actually have these people to not only push you but also enjoy those experiences with isn't it yeah definitely through linkedin you know you you message people you connect with people first of all of course and then it's that confidence to message them and say look would you like to come and and join us for an episode talk about this we'd love to hear your opinions hear your experiences yeah and it really isn't as scary as it first appears because I remember the first one we did I was very nervous but five minutes in it was almost like I was talking to someone I've known for a fair few years It's, it's brilliant and it's it's all about people in the big wide world aren't as scary as maybe they first appear yeah very true are there any sort of people in have you got a role model anyone sort of you look up to and think I want to achieve what they've done. It might be a sports person, might be you know a political um, figure. I wouldn't say a role model as such. I mean, I've got a fair few people in my life that I have huge respect for. Um, but in terms of trying to achieve what others have ha- have already, I kind of just want to see what the best I can do is yeah. more so than trying to sort of measure myself against someone else's sort of success. Mm-hmm. That's really good of you to say that because I guess sometimes we look at role models I mean you need to think in a way how do we shoehorn that or how do we benefit our life from what they're doing you know you can sort of take tips and think I want to do that you might look at sort of a set of role models like a football team for example you might think I want to take their quality and their qualities and sort of make myself a better person and in terms of you know the podcast that's helped you become a bit more of a rounded person is it because you've got this own little project you've got to manage and that helped you to get your placement, didn't it? Because you sort of presented it to them and said, look, I've done this. It's sort of the extracurricular activity to show that you're willing to go out there and do more. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember I brought, they asked me actually what I'd been doing with my, my time in lockdown. And as much as I wish I'd started the podcast a little bit earlier than we had, 
I was able to showcase it. I was able to show, look, these are the people we've spoken to. These are the topics we've covered. Mm -hmm. It's a bit varied. It's not always about sport. We do have time where we talk about more important issues. Yeah. And they really enjoyed that. And it's sort of something that a few of the team have actually listened to and they, they enjoy it from, from their own personal experience. And it's great because it shows that I did use time productively as much as I did use it to relax in lockdown. But I, I, I used <laughs> we all it. Did. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. And I guess you, you know, you took that plunge all that time ago. And you, I mean, the startup cost probably wouldn't have been that much, but in terms of the, the amount of enjoyment you got from it as well, it's also quite important, isn't it? Yeah, there were, there are, there are costs attached to it, of course. Um, obviously we had to buy the equipment, the right mics. Uh, we had to pay for the platform to, to host it on, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's been such a great experience to sort of learn all these new skills as well, you know, interviewing techniques, communication, things like that, that sort of all come together and make you, like you say, a more well-rounded sort of individual. Absolutely, because it's, it's that sort of transferable skills, interpersonal skills that you can take from everywhere in life. But in terms of trying to get experience through a job, you know, an internship, a placement, you, you need to gain those experiences and those skills in order to get them. And I think one issue sometimes with internships and placements is that if you have no work experience, you might sort of freeze and think, oh, no, I might not go for this or I might not do well. But like I said, it's little things like that. You know, you could be in a society or something in a, in a, a university and you could be on the committee there yeah. that all counts towards it so if we sort of pivot towards you know we move away from your podcast for now and look at your actual experience that's been quite helpful in terms of you know university work I imagine and actually getting the experience to land that placement so you Definitely. started off part-time at the works wasn't it just as a sales assistant well if we want to go all the way back I started as a as a tennis coach assistant <laughs> course, and yeah. um, obviously a little bit of leadership came in there you were teaching you know you had a lot of responsibility you were honing the skills of a of a younger age group to try and make them into sort of good good tennis players mm -hmm. um and that was that was interesting because not only did I learn sort of leadership communication team working there I also learned a sort of financial skill I had to invoice the owner uh, every at the end of every sort of bulk of sessions for mm -hmm. to, to pay me and I sort of learned how to invoice and that was great because it's just a little skill that maybe you wouldn't have picked up at school but yeah in the work environment it's something you do pick up it's weird because I guess it, it, it highlights how you should never actually overlook a job you know it could be like I said a little part-time a weekend job that you do learn those skills that each step of the way you pick up so what was that like from you know a jump where I guess you're kind of not self-employed but a bit more independent there weren't you in terms of the coaching because you had your own sessions that you're leading was that quite nice to be able to do it a bit bit your way isn't it a little bit yeah no it was it was good because you were able to put your style on on it you know you're able to teach them the right things but in your own way I know I worked with a couple of other coaches and a few were a bit stricter a few more <laughs> more lenient with the with this with the students because you know, when you're working with people of that age, then they're not always going to want to play tennis in a way that's not a, not a match. Mm -hmm. So, it, yeah, you learn these little things throughout your time working and you can then transfer them across the rest of your life. I remember I was like when I was younger in terms of playing tennis, athletics, you know, never wanted to focus. <laughs> never wanted to just actually take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, literally. I used to just whack over the fence and stuff and thought it was an absolute laugh. But Look how strong I am. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess it, it, it shows that, you know, those qualities that you've learned from there have carried you all the way forwards in terms of, you know, it lands you X job, which then lands you this job, which then lands you your placement. So it's sort of a, an interlinking chain. So in terms of when you started working at the works, what yeah. was that like? Your, you know, your first in terms of, I don't know how you categorize it, like a, 
I'd I'd say it's my first. It was my first real job in a sense because obviously I was working significantly more than I did when I was coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, You know that way you met a proper team of of adults in a sense because when I was coaching, my team were of my same age. I was Mm -hmm. then going into an environment where I think I was sixteen or seventeen, and everyone else was late twenties, early thirties. So Mm -hmm. you then pick up different things about real life and how people operate in the real world mm. that maybe you wouldn't get if you didn't have a job like that. One thing that I found as well, sort of one jumping from your first job to, we'll call that your second job in terms of the works. I think yeah. when I jumped from Primark to Tesco, it was quite intimidating because you, you know, you've learned these, all this way of how your manager works like this. So you work like that around them. These people that you work with, you know, you know that they have all their strengths and you sort of start off at square one again. What, yeah. How did you find that jump in terms of, adapting again it was it was tricky I, I remember because I, I got that job around Christmas time so obviously very busy <laughs> um you know in the middle of the shopping center in town um and it was coping with the demand of, of customers for the first time and I can remember distinctly there was once where I think two of the team were on a break one was working in the office and I was all on my own and um the line sort of stretched back from the till all the way to the back of the store Mm -hmm. and I was just there like this is a lot of people (laughs) I need to and you know in that it's easy to panic but I knew that what I had to do was contact upstairs and be like look uh, there's a lot of people can you come and help me but I felt like that that was probably my first instance of of having to overcome something while I while I was working there Mm -hmm. and I felt like from then onwards my sort of level of feeling a bit more assured of what my role was, was, was better. I guess in a weird way, it sort of shows that, you know, you're in the deep end quite a few weeks in and everything afterwards is probably just not as much of the challenge that, cause you, you know, you yeah. face that challenge straight away. Um, so after, you know, the works, you, you worked at, worked accounts, didn't you? Was it, was it a research assistant? Uh, I, I went to my life digital after the works. Oh, um, oh, okay, I, worked yeah. over, I worked over in Bath and uh, that was as sort of like a marketing assistant, research assistant. Yeah, uh, that was quite different because that was my first example of working in an office. And that was a huge step up from working in a shop because there's a lot more responsibility and a lot more risks that are carried within that role. Because for me, I was moving client like suspects through to uh, I think they were marketing qualified leads to sales qualified leads and then pushing those over to the sales team making sure they had all the right information available so they could pursue the deal, close mm-hmm. the deal from there. Um, I also worked within the sort of marketing role to, we, we were going through a rebrand at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was changing the logos on official documents and putting out the right sort of brand guidelines together and things like that. I also wrote a, um, a, a report on privacy policies within three oh, sectors wow. and that got published, which was really cool. That's amazing. Like, what was that like? Sort of, you know, you're, I guess you're quite young at the time, weren't you? But what was that like being placed in an actual workplace where you've, you've probably got to mature quite quickly, haven't you? Yeah, you have to, you have to grow up quite fast in that environment because you could, for the first couple of weeks, the, the people you work with, your colleagues will see you as, oh, he's the young kid mm-hmm. like that. But then you have to sort of prove them wrong and be like, I am capable of working to a higher standard, a sort of standard that would be appreciated within this environment. Might sound silly, but is that something that you still sort of carry with you? You know, because I mean, we're at 21, we're still quite young in a lot of people's eyes in terms of our career as well. We haven't actually probably got started yet. Is that something that you can feel that pressure straight away when you join a job? 
in terms of when you started your placement was it like oh you know I need to make sure that everyone knows that I can impress yeah it was it, it really was because I wanted to prove a point I, I wanted to come in like I'm not just the placement student I am a capable worker I can work hard and deliver deadlines I can deliver high quality sort of finished articles of work and I like to think that that's what I've done so far I think one thing as well is that with a lot of placements you know internships a lot of them especially the big corporations lead on to graduate roles afterwards so it's always important to show that you're, you're pushing constantly you know you you never have a week where you're just like oh you know I've just got my contract for the only a set amount of time you know I'm just gonna doze about you know you are always on the ball yeah I mean with where I'm working at the moment we only have 15 I think the university reduced it from a 30 week placement down to a 15 week placement Mm -hmm. which means that mine actually ends on the 29th of December yeah and I'm constantly working hard to prove to them that I deserve to be kept on for the whole year that's amazing and that's sort of my motivation yeah sort of pushing you towards that in terms of knowing that you'll be secure afterwards because I guess it's quite a big gap between you finishing and it'll be the new year and then starting university back in in September just for students who, you know, might be in their second year now looking for placements, what is the, the, the process of once you get a placement? Is there a lot of communication between yourself and the universities there? It was it literally just, you, you know, you apply and then that's it? So I think this year is quite a, an anomaly in a sense when, when it comes to communication within universities to workplaces and the student because everyone's got a lot going on at the moment with the pandemic still being around. For me, it was I applied I sent an email to the university saying I've been successful I've got this role and they instantly came back to me saying congratulations which was quite nice and and that was something I really appreciated that sort of touch of well done you've done it (laughs) keep working keep working hard and then there was a bit of communication between the work between university and the workplace to make sure the relevant forms were signed made sure all of the onboarding was done complete and, and completed and then that came back to me to make sure I was confirming the right information to then have both parties satisfied with the placement being a suitable mm-hmm. option in terms of students that might be going through the same difficulties next year is there any contingency plans that the university put in place or is it just you know you need to screw a placement we've, we've reduced the time period you need to do it in the first place but was there anything that they said if you don't get one then hey you know we, we could put you in one of our departments for example they were very focused on making sure that i think because it's such a big part of of growing up of university life for a lot of courses to have that year in industry to know that you are working on what you want to work on mm-hmm. and know which industry you do want to go into once you have finished the course but they were very sort of yeah very focused on making sure um, as many people could have a placement as possible however it got to i think it was the start of last month or it might have been the end of august mm-hmm. and they came out with an email and said if you haven't been able to if you haven't been successful you are able to come back and complete your uni course with oh, wow. us this year which I found was was a good solution however I think one of one of my friends from uni did take them up on that offer but again in terms of the uni style now with coronavirus still affecting a lot of campuses I think it's going to be a, hor- a horrible year to try and complete your degree I think that's the thing isn't it I mean I'm going into my second year and even that's bad enough, you know, in terms of it's only on campus two hours a week and then let alone having to worry about a dissertation because it's just never the same. We have to do stuff over face to face. I think it's hard for universities at the moment, though, because they can't really win, can they? Because, you know, what, are, no. what else are they supposed to do? Exactly. 
I think that's quite a why for a lot of students. So especially heading into, you know, a placement year, if you are looking for one next year, it might actually be beneficial just to do it, you know, if, you, if you're even unsure, because you will be chucking yourself in the deep end, but you will absolutely love it, I'm sure. Like, I mean, you're loving yours, aren't you? Oh, it's fantastic. And I completely agree with what you said there. Putting yourself into that situation, throwing yourself into the deep end, as you said, it really does build your personality, builds your confidence, builds all the characteristics that you will need when you do go into the start of your career. Mm -hmm. And my business that I'm working for at the moment are very, very good with all of the plans in place. Should we need to close? The office is a really big space. There's not a, not a lot of of numbers moving around the office but there's a big enough space for us to be able to work in the office environment and that's a big thing for productivity I feel as well. Definitely in, in, in terms of feeling safe as well because that's one of the big things at the moment because I guess in terms of you know if you're a gap year student as well you're sort of you're taking a year out whether you're going to university next year or you're undecided you you are a great you know example that getting experience during that time can be massively beneficial even if it's you know starting a small project on the side actually working somewhere because there's so many ways you can work online these days you know you could be a freelancer an online tutor just to help you land those roles in the future you know your I guess in a way your entire life since you know since school you've always been thinking ahead to the next step haven't you definitely it's always been a what can I do to get to here and keep building on that Mm -hmm. because I don't like to sit still no Um, (laughs) and being able to focus on something that I missed throughout lockdown was that drive to be creative, to work, to have a something to, to focus on and to keep driving you forward. With university, it was easy. There was always the, oh, I could do a bit more work to then do well in the exam. With lockdown, everything sort of came to a halt and you found yourself sort of thinking, well, every day is the same. I just wake up, do the same thing. And I don't feel like I'm achieving anything. I guess it's that need for routine as well because I was I was exactly the same during lockdown, especially at the start. You know, every day feels like a Saturday almost because you do, you know you just get up, you don't do anything. I finished my university work quite early, so in terms of you know if you haven't got a, you know a routine at the moment, if you're not, even if you're a university student as it you know at this moment in time, doing something a project could easily give you that professional sort of outlook on life. Seeing I'm gonna wake up, you know, could even be eight o'clock. You could give yourself an hour or even eight thirty just to give yourself a routine you could say to yourself right I'm going to wake up and work do my uni work nine to five then you can appreciate your evenings you know you can you can go out and not feel guilty definitely you can you know have your weekend off and I know I was like especially during the first term when I was in university um sort of starting out as a fresher it's so easy just to you know put your work off until the evenings because you're hanging out with everyone yeah and then it suddenly hits you doesn't it you're like oh no you know I have this work that needs to be needs to be done I think when I came home for Christmas you know did a little bit bit of work again even if it was you know at Tesco and I think it hit me like having a routine again makes me so it's more productive and fin- being able to finish a, a shift at six, six o'clock, for example, you just put everything behind you. I think you, you show that, you know, having that professional outlook on life has really helped you in terms of landing a placement and succeeding. Definitely. It's, it's always uh, going back to what you said there about the, having the structure, especially in first year, I'm exa- I was exactly the same. You know, you get home from university and you'd think, oh, well, I've done the work for today. I know I have a little bit more, but now I've now I'm home. Now I'm at the flat. I can go and enjoy the rest of my day. Especially if you didn't have an early start, you were able to then go out or just, for example, if there was if there was football on midweek, like a Champions League game, we go and watch that. Even if because you have work to, yeah, of course. But you feel like because you're at university, you've got to make the most of the free time that you do get. Exactly. 
I think that's one thing that universities always say about students who have come out from a placement year, isn't it? Or they've done a summer internship is that they're the ones that, you know, they're actively partaking in tutorials and lectures and, you know, they're actually, they turn up at time, you know, it's always the dreaded nine o'clock, um, 9 a.m. tutorial or lecture. And you can just, yeah. you could probably tell, you know, in a final year who's actually active and, you know, they're not just sitting there and being a passenger because at the end of the day, it's your degree. You know, you've got to actually put yourself out there and universities, it, it might feel horrible at the time, you know, you might think, oh, you know, why am I at this 9 a.m. lecture? Why am I doing this? But in reality, you know, in the workplace, you are getting up and ready for nine o'clock, even if you're working from home, you know, you still got to be present. You still got to be, got to be ready to actually participate. And I think that's one thing that looking back on my, you know, time at university so far, everything makes sense. You know, why they're always actively trying to get us to participate because doing my internship and now, you know, working um, actually within a business and even though it's remote, you, you can't just sit there and just not say anything because you look stupid. And I think we always think in a lecture, you know, if I put my hand up in front of a hundred people and say something, I'm going to look stupid, but you know, we, we yeah. just, everything starts to make place when you actually start work, make place, uh, make sense when you start working in the workplace, doesn't it? Definitely. And, and going quickly back to what you said there, that schedule, that having that time you wake up to then go to work, I feel like that's going to help me in my final year of waking up on the right, at the right time to, and then giving myself enough time to then get ready and then make the journey to university. That because, because when I was in second year, the house was a little bit further away than, um, than we were when we were in the flats, because we were able to get a bus straight to university. It would take about five, 10 minutes and we'd be there. Whereas it was a little bit, it was quite a distance to travel in when we were in the house in second year. But now I have that routine in place where I can wake up early get ready and get out the door at a perfect time exactly and I think that's that's one thing that you know you get those good grades because you're you're there on time I think especially in terms of actually being awake as well isn't it you know there's having that routine this year will mean that waking up at seven eight o'clock is no problem for you whereas we all know what it's like waking up early at university especially in halls it's just it just feels different doesn't it <laughs> when you're waking it up does, early especially when everyone else around just waking up late um yeah. If you could go back and give yourself some piece, you know, a piece of advice, you know, if we at the start of lockdown and then we do, you know, two pieces of advice, start of lockdown and at the start of second year, you know, what, what would you give yourself and what would you sort of want to say to help other students in, in your position? So if we go to the start of lockdown first, I'd say just keep going, keep motivated because the right opportunity will present itself and you'll be able to take it because you've put the work in. Having that mindset of being able to put your head to a task and and work towards a goal is always something I've found so important and to not lose that was something that I I mean I'll admit I did I did lose my focus when everything shut because I feel like a lot of people would have done and it was it was easy to join them I'd say don't fall into that trap of doing the same thing every day and not trying to push yourself to do a bit more and then start of second year, work a lot harder. I think <laughs> you, take it, you take it for granted when you are at university. I feel because oh, yeah. you're surrounded with friends all the time. You're in a you're living in a new place. Um, everything's sort of new still, and you have that freedom away from home. And you want to you want to explore because you know these surroundings are new to you. You want to experience as much as you can in the area that you're now living in. Yeah, but you can't let that get in the way of your studies because those that is what you're there for primarily Absolutely. and that is what is important well thank you very much for that curse we hope you know 
any student listening takes those you know that, that advice on board because you know it will hugely benefit you uh as we round off is there any social media you want to plug you know yourself is there a linkedin your podcast as well well if you could follow um well connect with me on linkedin i'm curtis betteridge on linkedin um and my if you could follow the podcast on instagram which is at beatables podcast i'd greatly appreciate that we'll plug all the links in below for you curtis fantastic i want to thank you again so much for coming on and we hope you enjoyed yourself well thank you very much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure and uh yeah just thank you very much thank you very much curtis take care we hope you enjoyed listening and picked up some valuable tips or advice if you did enjoy be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes if you're looking for student jobs from part-time jobs gap year roles apprenticeships internships placements or graduate roles head to e4s.co.uk see you next time